This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show. I'm going to just make an apology in advance because I have a little bit of the winter blues head cold, so I feel like my head has been hit by a steam train, and I probably sound like one as well. Um, and today, as usual, we have Brett 2, B2, Brett Lindsay. How's it going? Hey, how you doing, B1? Yeah, very good, thanks. Thanks to... Nice to actually have you again in the show today. No guest, but uh, boy, do we have a show. It's still special. It is special. I feel special. It's always special, but So basically, you and I were chatting last week after all the excitement of Google I.O. And we, we actually... Lots, eh? It was ridiculous, huh? But we decided that it's actually halfway through the year already, and it's time for a review. What for happened, sure. what didn't happen, what will happen. So I think uh, on that note, again, never like to break away from tradition. Let's start with the app of the week. This week, I actually found um, an interesting app because I'm not a chef. I'm Ooh, not I'm, one. I'm a cook. I'm a cook. Okay, I'm well, a, then I'm you're going to love this. Fantastic. So the app is called Side Chef. Okay. Side chef. And basically, it's a free app that's available on iOS and Android. Um, what it does is it's, it's preloaded with 2,500 recipes. But it has a timer and ingredients list function to it, along with nice. video tutorials. So I know a lot of apps like show you how to cook, but what this does is once you've assembled your um, your ingredients, okay, it's almost like having a GPS in the kitchen. It will basically say, right, take the ingredients and put them into the pot, and then the timer will start automatically when you click next. Oh, that's cool. So you know that it's five minutes. I mean, you can carry on so doing. So everybody can cook. Correct. Well, that's the idea, and I just thought that. Given so all you lazy husbands or lazy wives out there that thought you could get away with it forever. I'm going to mute your mic because my wife's going to be listening and go, oh, you've got an app. You, you can, can cook, cook now. now. I love the website. It's got frigga- It's got like frying eggs in the background. Yeah, I, I saw that. Love yeah, content? It's I know. So it's cool. very cool. But the, you know, I was just thinking we're coming into winter. Yeah, yeah. Up here in Joburg, we hibernate. So, you know, stay at home, cook, and then Those one of course, use wonders. technology. Well, yeah. there we go. Boom. So. Basically, and then, of course, you tick off your progress as you go along. So it's like a checklist with a GPS in the kitchen with videos. I, I, don't know, I just thought it was pretty cool. Check. There we go. Change. We can feed your soul and your tummy on the show. There we go. Okay. Um, in this last week, a um, couple of things happened. One, one thing that did happen was Huawei launched their new P9 in three renditions. Yeah, I've they, seen the, uh, the billboards. Have you seen the billboards? Sorry to interrupt, have. but Henry Cavill and Scarlett Johansson holding the, thing, uh, the, the phone. Well, they do quite a lot with their brand ambassadors. They got a couple locally, but you know what? I wasn't invited to the launch, so pfft, there we go. I'm not talking about the Huawei P9. Thanks no for nothing. Okay, moving on. So we said at the beginning of the show that we wanted to start looking at some trends that things that did happen, didn't happen, uh, sure. what we predicted would happen. Um, we've got magazines here. How analog is that? I mean, yeah. besides the research, I can see you flipping through some of the mags. Anything particular that jumps out at you, B2? Uh, well, to, I mean, to start. The One magazine is just the, the ultimate gadget gift guide from stuff at the end of last year. And okay, stop it. You're teasing me now. I, you didn't have to buy me supper. There's oh, it. it's really nice. <laughs> but uh, what was the coolest phones and what all those – these are things we're going to be talking about in the show. We'll we'll tell you what – in December last year, what, what we had to look forward to then. Right. Uh, and then we've had SES – 2016 we've had nab we've had google io we've had an ios launch uh, an iphone launch uh, talk already this year yeah we had the talk but i think it was on ipad we've had mobile world congress oh we've had the se's come out uh, yeah. so <laughs> i mean we, we some of you may have forgotten about that already but yeah. there was actually there was actually a new iphone that was launched already <laughs> apparently yeah <laughs> under the radar but uh, these are things we'll talk about and then a lot of wearable stuff yeah i'd like we'll yeah. talk to cool so basically um 
I think if we if we try and keep a bit of the theme of Google I/O, because yeah. I mean, let's be honest, we didn't we scratched the Still surface last on week. That one, man. I think the start of the end of apps could be quite a nice discussion point for the what happened, what will happen, what could happen. Um, Google has has created instant apps, which we chatted about last week, and I mean that blew our minds away. Okay. And I think it was you or, or B3 that actually said, well, that kind of goes towards the end of apps. Now, yeah. they were talking about in, in the last week I, when I was doing some reading, I was, the Chromebook is coming out that's now going to run apps. So you've got instant apps where you can test them as a consumer. You've got Chromebook about to make, you know, it's not debut, but it's going to become more mainstream, yeah. which will now run um, apps or widget environments straight out of Play Store without needing to download because of memory size. Um, I think basically the last thing that would maybe put the nail in the coffin for the end of apps is bots. Now, yeah. I think, you know, Brett 3 mentioned bots last week. I don't know if people actually know what a bot is. So I think let's just, let's just quickly explain what a bot is. So a bot is basically a computer program or computer script that acts like a human. Um, you can send a message to a bot and it can come back to you as if it was talking to you like a human. I mean, there's yeah. even voice, there's voice bots as well. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Brett's referral to it last week is that the bank had actually started with a bot and it played with a bot. The one that I came across this week, which I thought was amazing, is um, Skyscanner, which is a website I use to book my travel. Um, yeah. They just released their bot. Cool. So instead of trying to work out like where you want to fly and how, you can actually almost ask, yeah. I want to fly here. And the bot will come back to you with the suggestions. Okay. And That's while fancy. you're there, you need to go here. And I think just to, to carry and explain what the bot is, um, basically, you can you can ask a bot for a restaurant advice. Yeah. It will take your location. It will talk back to you. It will even read the, the reviews that it's picked up online through the various programs. We've got a simple less fancy way of using a bot in the office. We use the Slack IM around the office. Yes, well, they do. That's and right. And we've, we've got a bot in there where the guys used to spend so much time arguing about who was going to make coffee for the group that they actually made a coffee <laughs> bot. So you would type coffee into, into the IM and it would just spit back a random name now. That's so brilliant. It saves. That's a great thing about bot. It does it takes these mundane tasks or these, <laughs> and it makes it sort of just a lot quicker and uh, just these automated tasks that just speed up time for us all. So, you know, this is the Futurology Show. We sitting today talking about what happened, what we thought would happen, and what will happen. I don't see apps dying tomorrow, no. not even in the next year or two. And I think uh, things like banks and, and anything that requires some form of security will probably still gravitate towards the app as we know it. But with search and Google Voice and those type of things, with bot technology evolving, um, there's one called Clio. You can save, I'm going to say her, uh, on your phone. And you can phone Cleo or, or send a text to Cleo to ask her questions, like where do I go for a jaw tonight or where's the best coffee shop. Uh, I think the warning you should probably explain to your significant other when Cleo phones you back, <laughs> she's a bot. Yes. And not the kind of bot that we, we've talked about with VR um, explicits. It's a computer <laughs> computer string. So that's a bot. And I think, as I said, that bots will probably go a long way coupled with things like instant apps um, to remove the need for an app. In fact, someone suggested that we would probably get an app yeah. that's just bots. So you would actually open up the app and select if it's food, travel, banking, finance, burial services, wow. I don't know. 
Um, and then the, you know, then the bot would take over or, or it would work through a network of bots. So anyway, yeah, that was the interesting thing. Cool. And your side, one from your side on the predictions or new movements? Well, the stuff that was really cool, some of the stuff that came out, uh, the LG came out with a flexible screen at, at CES. Oh, um, yes. It was one of those weird things that only one person with the right white gloves could touch it. Um, I remember that. And it, it was it was one of those odd things that popped up at CES. And then I see that Samsung have actually started playing with the flexible mobile phone. Um, so it's it's nice to see that innovation that might seem strange at the beginning is actually starting to innovate into uh, new products that could potentially find its way into the consumer marketplace, which is quite that's exciting. Quite cool. And that's, that's the thing. Like It's nice to look back every now and again and be like, oh, wow, this thing came out of nowhere. Well, it actually evolved. If you look back, it came from there and there and there. And there's actually a path from if you look back but the nice thing about our show futurology is that we get to try and forecast what that will do in the future and i think this halfway mark of the year is a great place to actually be able to start doing that and uh yeah it's it's, it's hugely exciting it is quite exciting i mean if anyone uh, listening has has any thoughts they can obviously call us on 0861-555-189 hit us up on twitter or, f- or facebook etc um I want to go back to the, well, not go back, but I, I'd like to address the Internet of Things because that's yeah. something you and I were very excited about yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, sorry, at the beginning of the year. See, I'm already at the end of the year. Um, that is so, 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 so moving in the right direction. For in sure. fact, I think it was a week before last, South Africa got its first Internet of Things venture capital fund. I don't know if you came across that no. article. Um, missed I, that one. I can't remember who the who the, the you know the fund is as such, but these guys have actually put together a fund that will invest in startups that are specifically focused on IoT. Yeah. So definitely one that we called, and definitely one that's growing. Cool. Um, there was a little bit of news this week that relates to Internet of Things. I just want to take the the break here quickly. Just sure. The definition of Internet of Things for those of you that have maybe heard the term and have no idea really what it is. It's the network of physical objects, devices, vehicles, buildings, and other items that are embedded with electronics, softwares, sensors, and network connectivity that enables these objects to collect and exchange data. Now, the important thing about that, and we discussed it, I think, in that Internet of Things show that we did a couple of weeks or months ago at this this point. Months, I think. Yeah, was that where are the marketers in this whole big scheme of things? And the Internet of Things is a great way of actually starting to dip into the market and seeing who's using what, how often do you use it, that big data starts to pile up. And we've seen a lot of guests that we've had over the over the months uh, come on and it's all about that big data it's all about interpreting that data uh, but it's being collected through devices through internet of things well one of the I mean the reason I brought that back to to, to top of mind for me is Samsung yeah. have actually done I would say it's it's a 180 it's probably just another line item within it but their latest fridge yeah. is not focused on the screen on the outside but rather on three high definition cameras on the inside. Yeah. So, and, and if you think about the logic of that, it's brilliant. You're standing in a shop and you go, oh, I can't remember what I needed. Did I need milk or yeah. did I need cheese? Using your Is phone. Is there a cucumber in the vegetable? 100%. Yeah. Now use your phone. Your phone links to the fridge, brings back the feed, and you can see what's going on. I mean, that's a pure IoT. For sure. Um, the reason I also wanted to address is Tony Fidel. That's, they refer to him as the father of the iPod. I mean, he was pretty much the instrument behind the iPod uh, you know, at Apple. Um, he was headhunted by Google when the whole Nest acquisition occurred. So for those of you that don't know Nest, Nest is a little thermostat. I mean, in South Africa, we don't really have central heating and cooling, but it's a big thing in, in the northern hemisphere. So Nest sits on your wall. You control it with your phone. Um, one of the things it does, which is a pure IoT um, rendition, is that 
it knows how far away from home you are and that you're heading home. Yeah. So it will automatically bring the thermostat back up or down accordingly, whichever it is. He's uh, leaving under a little bit of a, a little bit of a dark cloud. Um, guys are a bit mum on why, but the leave seems to be quite sudden. He's like on his way out as CEO, um, and they're bringing the guys back from Motorola. But yeah, it's just interesting that at the cusp of it, when yeah. it's really going down, the father the, of this tech is. Yeah, so I don't know. It's something to to watch out there. Now, touching on you mentioned bots. Now, one of the things that people often get bots confused with is artificial intelligence. That was one of our shows that we had before. Yes. You still using Amy? I am, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Are you? Uh, no. <laughs> she, she, she messed she, up your diary. I, could, I didn't get any beer o'clock in. I was <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> You've got to leave time for the beer. <laughs> so she was really efficient, but uh, maybe too efficient for me. And I like, I like that control. I'm a bit of a control Yeah, freak. I was going to say, you know, once you can learn to release your diary, um, yeah. I mean, when you've had a real person that controls your diary, yeah. um, it's, it is a bit easier. But what I did notice with Amy, and this is not in, this is nothing against her or her tech or the tech, I should say. I know it was great. Yeah. The time zones. It just shows uh, how important the global thing is. Her server sits and her nerve center sits in New York. So if you start scheduling meetings in the morning, and you're expecting that immediacy of reply um, from the person you're inviting, you're not going to get it no. because. Amy's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of assistant that's not on the job. But I, I'm sure that as they come out of beta and they've just got like, what, $20 million worth of Series B, yeah. I'm sure they'll turn their servers on oh, for sure. 24-7. Make them but yeah, but so. that's part of the thing that's happening in this day and age as well is that we, we want instant gratification. We want the here and the now. Definitely. Um, and if tech doesn't fulfill that answer, then you know it's kind of it's lost its point of relevance already. So what else have you found inside your, your so, magic well, I came across the one magazine. The reason why I bought it is it's actually called The Very Interesting Magazine. Shameless punt. And if you guys are listening, we'd love to hear more of you because I love your magazine. But they actually call it Braintainment. And one of the things That's that, cool. one of the things that they've got, and this was back in March and April, 39 ideas that are about to change our world. And they go through everything from the hydrogen station to how coffee power, so the, the leftover coffee, coffee beans are able to be transformed into uh, what are the, what's happening with this waste and what are we going to do with it. And waste products uh, from coffee making can be turned into biofuels. And that's that's great things that they're looking at. They start talking about the hyperloop, and we saw that Tesla. Remember that that hyperloop. And in fact, remember how it went up like another hundred miles within a day of us talking about it. Yeah. What's it? The, the it's like seven hundred miles now instead of Moore's like law of uh, exponential growth and stuff. Madness. But there's there's great stuff. I mean, I'll use them as a couple of fillers. So we'll go through that for the, over the next sort of uh, forty minutes that we've got left in the show, or thirty minutes we've got left in the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can chat about a few things. There's thirty nine things I reckon that are going to change the world's thing. We'll pick out a couple of those that are. Really, really good. Well, but there's one I'm dying for you to chat about, oh, yeah? which you sent me this weekend, which got me into trouble with my wife, and it's <laughs> going to get every other male in trouble with his significant other. Tell us about that new super toy that apparently is going to come out, what, 2017 or 2018? The clothes yeah. folding thing. So <laughs> if, if it wasn't – there's everybody's got laundry day, everybody. For us, it's I think it's Monday night and, and, and Thursday night. We get the, the laundry going, and we're ready to rock and roll, and – Awesome. There's, that's that's laundry night, and it's a bane of my existence because now there's freaking clothes all I over the place. I drink to that. Well, no, I don't no. drink to that. I fold laundry. I'm sure it's the bane of my wife's existence. Uh, <laughs> she's she's taken that one on. Um, but one of the things that sort of gets unsung is yes, you wash your clothes, and yes, there's somebody that will iron your clothes for you. Um, but in a lot of the first world countries, they don't have sort of uh, domestic help. They don't have any sort of uh, 
human being coming and actually helping them fold the clothes. Yeah. So this this task is actually hugely bothersome. So wash your clothes. Now there's a device that will actually fold and iron your clothes or steam it and steam then, and iron and then fold your clothes. So it's literally ready. You just hang them up. They dry. They come up. They get folded and they're ready to put into your cupboard all in one little device. Um, so yeah, I'll tweet that just now. I mean, that was incredible. And, and the price tag wasn't bad. It was like $700 or something. Oh, I know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's a bunch of actuators, but, uh, so clever. I know. So I'm definitely on the list for that. And just another digital to, device. Uh, just another digital device. Um, the other thing that I, I, I picked up on you know, looking back at the, at the year is towards the beginning of this year or even at the end of the year, um, in fact, I think it was when we had the guys from Zappa in on the show. Yes. I was talking about how the banks don't play nicely with fintech. Um, boy, has that changed. Uh, you know, if I think you, maybe you had an impact, Brett. I, I, I'd like to say it was all me, Brett. <laughs> um, but basically, if you look at the news, if you read the easings, if you see what's going on, I mean, we had the guys in from Pocket Slips as well. Yeah. Backed by banks. We had, um, B3 talking about Rise and how they're bringing yes. these young guys in. So the whole banking industry has done also a full 180 when they've spent all their time and effort trying to close down the doors. They've now literally lifted their skirts and said, please come on board, come make us cool again. And we're seeing it. I yeah. mean, ABSA did a bot last week. Yeah. So, you know. And, and Nedbank were working with the pocket slips guys. And this is the thing. So these yeah. guys are actually saying, hold on a second. Um, if we, if we don't get in bed with these guys, we're actually going to be homeless. We're going to be outside. And I, and I tell you what they've been doing as well, which, which tells me the signs that they're now thinking totally digital and looking at ways of engaging digital. They're now making you have an online account. Um, you know, my father-in-law called me and said, I need help. I have to set up an online banking profile because I can't get my statements and I can't transact without being online. I mean, yeah, you can go into brick and mortar, but, it's you, you don't go in there to get a statement. No. They don't post them anymore. Yeah. You've got to get them using like a striata reader or something like that. So that whole shift and push to digital is yeah. quite exciting. Um, and is your that, bank still charging you for no, online? No. No. Does yours? What's well, F and B? So no, I don't think they do. Oh, well, they online. do in your monthly packages, and I'm that, sure but it's charged somewhere. But it must be charged somewhere. But uh, that I was always the, ex- the the sort of argument early days of internet or online banking was. If I'm doing it all, why the hell am I still paying the fees for you to do it for me when I'm doing it anyway? Yeah. And uh, that, that's, it's nice that the banks are coming around to a way of thinking that it actually is consumer friendly and customer first. It's Definitely. But that's become sort of what digital has been pushing this, well, this year, the last sort of 18 months. It's all been about how to push service delivery to, to consumers or to customers. Well, I've got one more that I want to mention here while you find us another gem out of your, yep. your magazines and your onlines. Cool. Fiber to the home. Now, we've been chatting to, to Calvin from iConnect. In fact, Correct. we're going to chat to him again just now. Yeah. But um, have you noticed the digging that is going on in this city? I mean, Joba used to be like the city of trees. Yeah. Now it's the city of fiber. Yeah. Uh, and it is so awesome. And that's something you and I called also. End of last year, we said connectivity, connectivity. has yeah. to happen. Prices have to come down. And boy, is that happening. And sure. it is awesome. Um, I mean… Just watching TV, the adverts are now all about fiber. Yeah. Magazines, all about fiber. The, the irony there, though, the more people with fiber, the less people are actually going to watch live TV. And it's they're going true. To be, so 
the, it's actually yeah, actually that the advertising. But, but you got to still get them to fiber. So it's yeah. brilliant from the actual provider. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, <laughs> you turn your TV and it goes. What you don't have fiber? Yeah, <laughs> so, it'd be great to get some of the advertising agencies in there. Any of you creative directors out there? What is what is your plan for beating this this? Uh, Digital innovation and revolution that's happening. You actually can't. I mean, yeah. it's a bottom line. It's, 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 about embrace, it's about embracing it. 100%. So give us another gem there of what we thought would or didn't happen, does happen. One of the nice things, and I'm going to just read an excerpt actually out of uh, a, an article here by a guy called Robert Goldman. Um, now, this guy is. It's um, the anti aging dude, huh? He's sports medicine. He's a sports guy, yes, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's more qualified than more, most humans should be, should be. But he's written a, a, an article called Future Predictions. And the nice thing here is just to look back quickly. In 1998, Kodak had 170,000 employees and sold 85% of all photo paper worldwide. Within just a few years, their business model disappeared and they went bankrupt. What happened to Kodak will happen in a lot of industries in the next 10 years. Which we see. Yeah. And most people don't see it coming. Did you think in 1998 that three years later you would never take pictures on paper film again? Yet digital cameras were invented in 1975. The first ones only had 10,000 pixels, but followed Moore's law. So with all this exponential uh, technologies, it was a disappointment for a long time before it became superior and became mainstream. Uh, and, and in only a sh- short few years, I mean, you look at what is your camera megapixels? Jeez, uh, on the iPhone, I think it's like a lot. 12, yeah. uh, 15. It's, it's on the huge. Sony, it's 21. Exactly. It's, it's mad. And on the BlackBerry. <laughs> Exactly. So it will now happen. And then with artificial intelligence, health, autonomous and electric cars, education, 3D printing, agricultural and jobs. Welcome to the fourth industrial revolution. And he says, welcome to the exponential age. And that's really, really exciting because I used to, I used to say that we're in the, uh, the innovation age and the, the, well, the the age Age of of innovation, the age of innovation. And, uh, that's really kind of true when things are changing so quickly, but they're changing so quickly that the exponential age actually starts to really sum it up a lot better. Uh, can you sum up exponential? It's a lot. Yeah. And, um, but it also, it's a lot with a little input. That's what's yeah. so exciting about and this period. And that's what he's saying. It's, yeah. it's software that disrupts the, the marketplace as well. And he goes and say in the next five to ten, 10 years, software is going to disrupt the traditional industries as we know it. So things like Uber being a software tool, they don't actually own any cars. And then you've got Airbnb. It's a software tool. They don't actually own any property. And it's those kind of uh, crowdsource and those useful software deliveries that are actually going to improve uh, exponentially how the digital space is affecting the world. Well, it's funny you talk about that with the smart cars and that. I, I made a note of that. Mm. Um, Walmart has made a play in that space now, and they're going to take Amazon on. They've done a deal with – well, they haven't confirmed. They've done a deal with Uber and Lyft. I mean, typical American company, like that's Hedge, um, where they will now do online shopping of their grocery division, and I think it's like 7 or $10 a delivery, and it will be delivered. So it's that same model, and there's that exponential aspect is that yeah. – Although Walmarts are massive and they have self-checkout and they have all the things that you, you're now saying to people, well, don't come to us. You're already shopping online. So now get your groceries online and we'll deliver them using tech like Uber. Yeah. So what's, what's the rise of logistics companies, distribution services, uh, courier services? We called that. Yeah. Oh, mean, yeah. We said Ages that ago, and yeah. we said, watch, that's the place. But to we make. also, we were talking about connected cars. I think there was that one time and they had just started doing that beta testing in the UK with the, the drone trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get yeah, 10 yeah. trucks droned all connected and the lead truck does all. There was a negative on connected cars. Did you read that? 
I'm sure there's negatives. No, no, no. I mean, there's lots of negatives. I mean, you can have as many great connected cars all driving safely, but it's when you would when you first start driving, treat everybody like they're an idiot, everybody else like they're an idiot. I'm not in a connected car, and I can drive into a connected car. Not only that, my my father says to me, as long as you have a choice of between male and female voice guidance on it, because he's not going to get into a car with a female driver on it. You already have a woman to tell you what to do. <laughs> exactly. But what actually came out is that I think it's the FCC. It's the American like security guys. You know, like they one of their watchdog bodies. Yeah. They've uh, put a bit of a mandate out to I assume probably just Google and and Apple for now to say that they're not happy with the security protocols mm-hmm. of these cars. And they're obviously thinking along the lines of hacking, uh, attacking. I mean, you know, yeah. you've got you've got important people. Yeah. The, the car knows where they are, who they are, what they are. And more and more critical systems in the well, car. Well, this is the thing. And, of course, with IoT, yeah. and we said in one of the shows as well, how many billions of devices yeah. would be connected seamless. Yeah. Um, you know, the connected car is a hell of a soft target. Well, when you think about it as well, you could you basically download an app on your phone. Your phone becomes the key. Yeah, your phone becomes the key, and uh, you then have your your interface through your phone into your car. Uh, and it's that idea of having this connected space again. So you're charging your phone. You've, you're actually running it through your phone. Um, but if you've got, so I've drive a Ford, and I see Microsoft have got in there with their uh, their, their Microsoft Connect. Can I catch you off there and yes. tell you a little anecdote about Ford? Yes. So it must have been about, and yours, you use Sync, eh? In yours, it's, Sync, it, yeah, okay. Microsoft. So it must have been about, sure, four, five years ago, I was yeah. at CES in San Francisco, yeah. and they had the like c- senior vice president of technology, blah, 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 at Ford, with a Ford there, and this huge. I remember Bill Gates was. No, I don't know if he was at was that one. No, okay. this was even before that. Oh, okay. And, um, he, he said, who here in the audience? He had quite a sudden draw, you know, like yeah. who here in the audience yeah. would drive a Ford? And like everyone's looking around because no one's put their hands up. And he goes, okay, cool. He says, but I guarantee you that will change by the end of the presentation. And he did the presentation on yeah. sync. Now, back then it was a monologue screen. Yeah. It wasn't like the internet things that we're expecting today. And he asked the question again at the end of the, sh- of the show. I mean, even my hand went up, yeah. you know, and that was Five years ago. Yeah. That's what you were just saying now with the article you read is that people don't realize how quickly yeah. this tech actually becomes. I mean, there it is. You're driving it. You've got. Sync. I mean, six months into this year, and there's stuff that we're seeing that w- blowing our minds. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 quite inc- it's quite cool. Now, in the going back to the very interesting magazine, then there are 39 things that are about to change our world. Um, the first one that they talk about is the hydrogen station. Now, they also give us the years away. Now, they reckon this is between two and four years away. The hydrogen station, Toyota's hydrogen-powered car, goes on sale this year. This year? This year. 2016? Yeah. Okay. So the Mirai boasts zero emissions unless you count harmless water vapor. What's it called? The Mirai. The Mirai. Yeah, the Toyota Mirai. That's as bad as Prius. So your next car, and the, the little subline is, your next car could be powered by a two-liter bottle of ammonia. So get some handy, handy, ready, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> or just get some snails and let them eat and fart. Oh, Does no, that's methane. You, could you potentially <laughs> pee into your I'll car That's ammonia as <laughs> pee. That's right. <laughs> but hydrogen cars are likely to remain expensive. Because for safety reasons, hydrogen gas must be stored in a heavy-duty, high-pressure tanks. So scientists in the UK and UK science and technology facilities have been busy developing a low-cost method of extracting hydrogen from ammonia. So a two-liter bottle of ammonia would provide enough hydrogen for a typical family car and could be stored at low pressure. So you go up to these literally H-bombs on tap <laughs> and hope like hell they don't explode. But I mean, I suppose you do that with petrol anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I still, I still chuckle when I go into a petrol station. I see the no cigarette sign and the no cell phone sign. Yeah. But I shouldn't. I mean, there have been reported cases when the phone had, I mean, cigarettes obvious, but the yeah. phone does trigger an explosion. How do you, you know, so they're trying to make a sustainable and eco-friendly product and so on, and they're saying it's going on the market now. But yeah. here's, here's my problem with them. This is like kind of one of the things with, with, with tech and, and us doing what we do and being futurologists that, that also frustrates me. Yeah. They make a statement it's going on sale this year. They then go on to make a statement that says, due to the fact that it has to be maintained and stored under high pressure, da, 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 that tells you straight away, expensive. Yeah. Then I look at things but that's like, why e-tolls are expensive because the infrastructure is so expensive. But who so, pays e-tolls? So, okay, so we don't care. They can charge what they want. Come tell us what your futurology plans are. But uh, <laughs> to take them down and sell it <laughs> as scrap metal. But the the problem that like, I have, so at the moment with BMW, yeah. they've got that ecosystem yes. really well oh, tapped. The I mean, the and the i3 and the i8. And the a- uh, i8 yes. Yeah, the phone controls Everything. Yeah. It gives you immediate um, feedback. It it logs your reports. And it they does look everything. good. They don't look yeah, like a. They're not too they bad. Look, look like a the Prius. i8. <laughs> the i8 looks really good. The little i3 is a bit yeah. meh. It's got to have something for the mummies too. But 140k yes. range. What am I supposed to do with 140k's? I can't find a charging station somewhere. Let's be honest, in South Africa, if we look for electricity, we're not going to find I it half time the year anyway. You used to drive a Jeep Commander. Yeah, okay. So I think Point we, taken. We, we were both in one of those. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, we had but a I could V8 still get four hundred k's. I could make <laughs> dri- it to another you drive petrol, from station. petrol station to petrol station. So <laughs> if you're driving from plug point to plug point, <laughs> the benefit is there's probably a a 59 plug somewhere nearby. You could just get an inverter. You know, maybe they're taking the Apple model. I think the reason I'm hammering at it, Brett, is yeah. that because in six months' time, when we do this show again, it's like be the more next than six months, gigs. that's my point. Yeah. Is that we know they're coming. We we yeah. know. I mean, they're the the Mariah, whatever the it's Mariah. called. That's a stupid name. Um, It'll be called something better when it gets here. I'm no, sure. I don't know. I mean, they never changed. It might not get Prius here. either. No, it, it will get you. I'm sure they'll. We don't have electric potential yet. We don't have the smart highways. No. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it's exciting that these guys are launching this stuff. Yeah. But don't launch it and tell us then it's going to be expensive straight away because all you're doing is actually quashing the technology. Like saying. Yeah. Well, okay. That's kind I'll of, go back to my petrol car. That's kind of what we've got as well. I mean, we hype ourselves up when in discussions. We're always looking at what the new great thing is. And somebody comes to us like, yeah, but we heard about that 18 months ago. And like the hype built, 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 and then it didn't deliver. And we're like, mm. yeah. Look at, look at 3D printing. You and yeah. I were chatting about this on Friday. You know, in the old days, you used to go to a, a CNC lab with a demo or, or yeah. a, a, what's a concept, sorry? Lots and lots of polystyrene. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember, how long has it been since, okay, they've probably been out forever, but I mean, since people started talking about 3D printing as what, four years? It's probably about 10 years. I mean, they were really expensive 10 years ago. Okay. But your desktop models. Oh, yeah. No, probably about four or five four, years. Four or five yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, I saw it on, I think it was on Take A Lot. Yeah. For like a couple of grand. Yeah. Little one. Small. 3D, 3D Maker and all those yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. Three yeah. grand is fun. You can make a really small version of a prototype. Yeah. It's still to scale. And the consumable you know? plastic's not terribly expensive yeah. either which is I saw cool. a pen did you see the pen I did I wasn't so sure about that I thought it was quite novel but, but I used to do that with my I mum's draw. glue gun yeah I saw how I draw and I, <laughs> I don't need to identify what it is I'm trying to draw on that model well this is what we could do it's um, only a matter of time between, before some like brother starts to like glue his but isn't his that where VR comes into it eyes together or something I mean isn't that where VR comes well, into it where you can actually thing. start using oh, like so, spatial recognition and that but they, they had this thing called the uh the the hyperbrush or tilt the tilt brush yes yeah we're talking about the tilt brush yeah yeah and that was fantastic yeah now, that makes more sense to me because it's a lot more 
amazing. I think. I think that 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 immersive type of uh, of art, where I kind of see the three D pen as a bit of a gimmick at this point. Yeah. No, I think I agree with you. But now we we've taught we we spoke about pixel brush, and I think for the last week, few weeks, as long as I can remember, even months, we talk about VR. I have to actually bring it up again because we called that as well. I mean, we said from augmented reality, we're going to go to virtual reality. The fact that Google made the commitment on Daydream last week or week yeah. before, I mean, there it is. Well, I mean, and GoPro have got their an entire VR section dedicated to it. There isn't, I think most videos these days have, got a, have got a cardboard feature. Yeah. So even if it isn't a 360 or VR, you can still watch it with your, goggle, your goggles on. I sounded old there. Goggles. What, your goggles. Goggles. Get blah, 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 blah. Here's my problem with VR. Not that I have problems with them. Uh, here's my challenge. That's a better word. Yeah. One, here in South Africa still, bandwidth is very expensive and not getting fast enough. So that's where this fiber yeah. – so again, this show and in six 4G. months' time is going to be quite interesting. Yep. But the second thing is the vertigo effect. Yes. The, the fact that you feel like suffering vertigo when you spend a few minutes or time – What you saying time, when you can't see your nose anymore? You can't <laughs> see your nose anymore, yeah. You, well, you've, you, you cut out your middle ear using headphones. Yes. You cut out your visual um, – what do they call it? The, the, the horizon, equator line, or or horizon yeah. line or something. Yeah. And it does make you feel a bit, no, I mean, look what we did to your mate, uh, the <laughs> guy that works yeah, for you. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, he was sitting there having like a little nightmare. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, so <laughs> for, you, for, the, yeah, for the listeners, we put a roller coaster VR system in place with noise canceling headsets. And this guy sat down in the chair and, and I actually filmed him. We've got to share that video. I'll ask him. Um, <laughs> well, no one can see who he is. He's got headsets all over. <laughs> but he was like holding on and going, oh, oh no. Okay. I'm all right. I mean, it was like really, <laughs> like this guy was like as if someone's sitting next to you on a roller coaster. But the point is, is that as awesome as that tech is, they've got to find a way where the comfort level comes in. I'm hoping yeah. Daydream does that. I'm yeah. hoping it, it, it solves it for us. Yeah. Now, I think the, uh, the 3D graphic world had a had a, a thing that well they still have a thing called Uncanny Valley, where the strive to make things so real um, makes them unreal. Uh, I, I think the the thing that makes it real in in real life is that we have we have imperfections. Yeah, you've grown some stuff in, on your bottom lip, and I'm not sure why, but you have it. Oh, there, oh here we go. You've been spending some of my life. It's called a soul patch. Uh, okay, cool. And it's because I got. Soul. I'm just jealous because I can't do it. Oh, there yeah. we go. But yeah, so we've got all these imperfections, and it's that kind of stuff that makes us human makes it real it makes it believable um so this uncanny valley makes it unreal trying to in the search of reality now there's a certain amount of vr that's doing that as well where we're striving so much for vr to almost be a replacement for where we are now uh that because we know it isn't it fails i think you've hit it on the head and it's kind and of like um, you've kind of got to be reminded of the reality and maybe it's even simple things like yeah. screen inputs you know in your, in your real day or in your real life sorry Whatever you're doing, there's an interruption. You get an SMS or you get a, an email comes in or your, your wearable vibrates or tells you to st- it's time to stand up. And the camera can never be in the perfect position. That's don't always the have the sun above you. You yeah. can have lens flare in, in 360 VR. We don't mind. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I'm sure out of your studio, we'll probably start to see things because I think that's the answer yeah. is that reality, yeah. it's virtual, but reality. And I think the guys have missed the reality aspect. We're yeah. not getting that real Either feel. Either reality or virtuality you've got to try and correct don't don't try and hedge your bets in both and at least then your brain is prepped for it yeah any other nice uh, little things that we didn't call or did call or oh there's a couple in the mag there's a couple a quick one so computers made of water 
Computers work by firing electrons around silicon circuits, but engineers at Stanford University have built a functioning computer that uses water droplets instead of electrons. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Water and electricity don't even seem to make sense. Well, they conduct really well. So it ho- it's hoped that the idea could be used to manipulate matter, perhaps leading to a miniature labs capable of carrying out thousands of controlled reactions. Now, they reckon this is four plus years away uh, before we go, but you remember that show Beyond 2000? Yes, I Oh, it's, do. it's a millennia. It's centuries away. Now we're like, people better take their phones with them. I bet you they kept adjusting this before the, edit- the editorial actually got signed off. They were like, two years, four years, four years plus away, maybe we could do that. They, they'd go on and they'd talk about, and number six was the Hyperloop. So they're talking about Elon Musk's dream of taking the Hyperloop in this 1,223 kilometer an hour train, which is now faster. Uh, it can get you from San Francisco to Los Angeles in 35 minutes compared to seven and a half hours on the, on a regular train. So really just, it's everything. It's about this getting faster, being more efficient, optimizing. And again, that's the digital landscape as we know it. It's always trying to get better. One cool thing that I really liked was the space balloon. Now I'm probably not going to have time to get around all of these things, uh, to talk about it, but you can basically take a trip in a space balloon, big weather balloon in this sort of camping caravan capsule, uh, takes you 32 kilometers above earth. Um, and you can, that's basically where Felix Baumgartner, remember yeah, yeah, yeah. end of 2014, yeah. I think it was, he jumped from the there. Red Bull jump. So he went about the same, same height as there. Now you can get a ticket and they, they are selling this year. So you can go up in the Sounds space. Sounds like balloon. a Branson deal. Yep. It's, it's by a company called Worldview, I think. Uh, Worldview Enterprises are selling tickets for their space balloon. Uh, but the price tag is only 1.6 million rand per person. I'll, I'll sign up now. Yep. Brett, we, um, we, well, not we, you got to chat to Kelvin again. Yes. Um, about actually bringing connectivity and Into bundling. the business. All right. So I think let's switch over to that and, uh, yeah, we'll pick up on, on the flip side. This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show. We uh, had an interesting guest in last week, and it was Kelvin Collett, the CEO of iConnect SA. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, last week, we spoke about iConnect and some of its offerings, but more importantly, we spoke about connectivity, bandwidth, capped versus uncapped, all the plethora of content that's out there, what's best for who and how and why. And uh, if you missed it, catch last week's podcast because it was very interesting. This week, I think we're going to be talking more about bundling voice and connectivity, that convergence, that unified offering that everybody wants from a business perspective. But I think it also has some play in the home as well. Certainly. So uh, before we start, tell us a little bit more about iConnect, uh, what you guys do, how you do it. We start off as primarily a voice, voice operator, yep. but moved into the, the convergence space. And ultimately, that's driven by the fact that most consumers, businesses want a single service provider. Um, we're in a, a complicated technology space. There's so much new stuff coming every single day. Uh, the guys just want to focus on their businesses and not have to worry about their technology. Pick up the phone, it must work. Go onto the internet, it must work. The Wi-Fi must be nice and fast, uh, and so on and so forth. So our aim is to do um, and implement all of that and really simplify what the customer gets at the end of the day. Uh, and convergence is, is the driver behind that. You know, It stops the finger pointing. You no longer have a multitude of, of suppliers pointing fingers at each other saying, well, this didn't work or this is not working or whatever else. So ultimately maximizing uptime, which is, which is what every single uh, consumer and business owner wants. Exactly. And uh, when there's uh, one person, there's no passing the buck. There's no blame. There's nothing else. There's and no way. You also know how to handle that customer and the customer knows how to be handled as well so they can come straight to you. The support is better. From a billing perspective, it's a little bit more transparent. You can see line item, I've got this, this, and this. But there are 
truly so many things available in today's market of how I can be connected. Sure. Uh, is it Wi-Fi infrastructure connectivity? Is it going to be VoIP? Is it going to be uh, a whole bunch of things? But I might not know that. You do. Uh, and going through with this converged offering, you can actually go into the guys and say, well, this is good for you. This is good for you, which leads more to an end-to-end solution. 100%. Yeah, and, and you just want to simplify it. I mean, you, you they're, they're probably a core of probably 12 products that every single business owner needs. Um, they can go right into video conferencing at the high end, but your basics are voice, data, internet, PBX, um, some Wi-Fi, email, and those are the very basics. And then you get your value ads, which are virtual servers and uh, video conferencing. But we provide all of that, and I think that's a critical part of it is to be able to get that from a single provider and then bring the cost down. I mean, For we, sure. we, we're in a, a difficult uh, time in the industry at the moment uh, from a country, and I think it's great that we were able to to bring those costs down. That's excellent. I mean, internet connectivity—it's the way of business. It's it's where we are. It's what we do. It's what we're getting used to, and it, it connects us to the world. So here in South Africa, we're not just a little island. We've actually got massive connection and a lot of digital innovations coming from South Africa. Certainly. Now, with it being here to stay. Uh, and businesses being able to grow so quickly because of digital optimization or savings and stuff here and there, how do you guys cater to the business market saying, well, yes, you've got a 25 gig or 25 meg line now, uh, unshaped, uncapped, or maybe it is capped. How quickly are you able to move with the times or scale with the business? I think the, the critical part of that is that South Africa has leapfrogged a couple of technologies. You know, yeah. It's actually paid – We've been lucky that we have a few uh, technologies behind because we've leapfrogged straight into the fiber. And we've learned from everybody else. 100%. So we're actually in a good space from that perspective. And then all the undersea cables uh, connecting us up. So the the cost of bandwidth has come down. I mean, we're starting to see that the cost of international bandwidth is almost exactly the same as as local bandwidth. So our costs, input costs have come down. So so from that perspective, you really can – Give the customer complete offering. So to answer your question on the guys on the 25, we want to be giving them 100 megs yeah. at similar prices to what they were paying on the 25. And next year, hopefully give them 200 megs. And so keep sort of the pricing the same, but just give more and more value yes. to the, the offering and so that you can actually utilize the internet. Excellent. And uh, last week, I mean, the big question for everybody, and last week I asked it, I'm going to ask it again. How big is the pipe at the moment? What is what can I get in my business? If I wanted the biggest and the best, is where does my business get to go? A gig is the biggest pipe we can give you right now, but ten gig is not without not out of the reach. Um, certainly available. It's just bandwidth at the end of the day uh, from the the big bigger providers. Um, you know the the switching providers are all able to do it. So ten gig is not out of the question. But certainly right now, a gig tomorrow can, we can hand Excellent. it over. So the sky's the limit. I mean, if you need it, there it is. Uh, one thing we also spoke about uh, last week was the the bill shock. The thing that uh, people are like, well, I expect to be getting this, and then all of a sudden there's 50,000 extra line items that I didn't think about, or the variable costs of maybe minutes spoken on the phone. Sure. Now, by bundling voice and data, we can have more fixed co- fixed costs. Is that completely? I mean, I think that's the aim at the end of the day. We launched a, a product specifically around that, which was completely unlimited. So unlimited voice, unlimited uh, data and internet, um, included a, a hosted PBX extension in that. So you know exactly what you're paying per month, irrespective. Um, you won't have any bull shock. And that's the way to go. I mean, guys want to to know what their, their bill is at the end of the month. I mean, you typically you've got six different providers, each with different um, – one's your, your, your ISP, one's your line provider, one's your PBX provider. Um, then there's maintenance costs and all of that stuff. You just want to simplify it. 
Exactly. Now, I'm a business, first time hearing about iConnect, and um, I've already got a PABX system, an old traditional line, old TP, OTP line in their PABX system, and I've got five, ten extensions in my office. Uh, what are the – now, for me, I'm like, oh, crap, I've already got it. Why would I need something new that's maybe going to be better? Now, the savings are obviously going to be a lot more advantageous than the OPEX or the CAPEX. Sure. How do you guys engage with clients that have already got infrastructure that they've invested in? So I, th- I think it's the, the scalability and flexibility that's the, the, the big driver. You know, you, you can suddenly have a whole host of services that you could never do, IVRs, music on holds, all of those kind of things. Growth. Um, if you had a, a 10 extension PABX, you wanted to add one more extension, well, potentially you needed more cards, upgrade the PABX. If you got hosted, you just need to add a phone. Yeah. And you want to go from 10 to 20 to 30, just add 10, 20, 30 phones. There's no, there's no limit to that. And, that. and that's a huge thing. On a multi-branch environment, even better, you can have a single centralized switchboard operator who can transfer calls from Joburg to Cape Town, Durban to, to Joburg, et cetera, et cetera. So really making the, the geographic locations of your, your, your branches almost irrelevant. Um, and that's a big driver. Excellent. Now, uh, I'd like to talk about a couple of downsides, the pros and cons of why we should be doing uh, unified, converged, why we would need capped in our business, why we would need fiber to our business versus the ADSL maybe that I've already got. Uh, but before that, where do people find you guys? Uh, best place, iConnectSA.co.za. We've got a, a Facebook page and a Twitter, Twitter handle. Okay, and as with most things uh, digital and convergence, the best thing to do would probably be to set up a, a, a meeting to, to talk about the solution. 100%. I mean, we really do believe in, in actually engaging with our customers directly to actually provide a, a proper solution. Uh, it's, it's certainly, it's not a one size fits all. We have to actually spec it. Uh, and that's what, that, that, that's a huge differentiator is to actually provide a solution that fits for the customer. Excellent. Well, we've, we've mentioned a few things as to why unified and converged technology is, is a good thing. What, what are the downsides, the verses? So I am that five-year-old company, and I've already got an old PABX system that was handed down to me, and, or maybe I bought it for a lot amount of money. What are the downsides then versus unified and all traditional line of data? All traditional, multi-vendor is, is, the, yep. is the first one. Um, costs. Yep. So you're typically probably using a uh, copper, which they're stealing. Yes. Um, what is the maintenance on that? Is, is it still going to be around? Uh, is 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 the flip side? Then on the the other side, you've got your fiber, which is here to stay. Uh, downtime, no one steals it. Yes. You you guaranteed the speeds that you're getting. So your your question about like an analog analog is asynchronous, which means the upload and download are not exactly the same. Typically on fiber, they're exactly the same. So you upload and download exactly the same. So you're actually getting a far better level of service on, on, on your connectivity. And then all the, the benefits and flexibility. You know, yeah. one of the, the, the other benefits around a hosted PBX or a convert solution is you can, you've got an app on your phone now. So you don't yes. even need a desk extension anymore. Oh, so wow. you can actually now connect that directly, sit at a, a, a Wi-Fi coffee shop and – you're phoning as if you're from the office. 100%. And nobody knows that you're in a coffee shop. So uh-huh. it really allows the flexibility um, for a mobile workforce. You know, we talk about mobile workforces. We, we, we see it uh, talked about through Gartner and everywhere else. Yeah. But this is an enabler to that. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, everybody's talking ubiquity as well. Like, take it with you. Uh, and now I've got my phone and I can feel like I'm still at the office. So that connectedness is it's really starting Completely. to work. 
Um, that is fantastic. Now, you guys aren't just a startup. You're not a new company. You guys have got some really nice uh, customers that, that trust you guys to, for their for their infrastructure. Um, are you happy to chat about some of those guys? I mean, let's let's get some credibility behind why I connect with my company of choice. Look, we've we've certainly got quite a few few brand names out there. Um, probably we don't normally talk about the brands without sort of engaging with them first. But uh, you can check them online if you want to go see who's say. there. It's a safe place. Check them online. Um, some nice big brands, and I think they've certainly driven our our innovation as well. It's actually nice dealing with some retail stores um, as well as your more corporate guys because yeah. it, it it forces you to actually deliver the kind of products and services that the industry requires. And Excellent. we've stepped up, and we don't have the red tape that the the bigger guys have, unfortunately. Excellent. So, uh, but you guys enable us to actually stream from Cliff Central. 100%. So anybody uh, listening, you've got us to thank for the content, uh, but you've got uh, iConnect to thank for the connectivity. 100%. So uh, thanks for that, guys. It's a great partner to have if you're going to have an internet radio station, uh, and great for those that are listening as well. Now, the show is Futurology, and the, the thing that we always like to look at is the study of the future. Where are we going? We've, we've mentioned we're at a gigabit line. Uh, what do you see the business space or even the unified co- communication space doing in the next, say, five to ten years? I think initially the the interesting thing is that we'll we're certainly going to use more and more data. Yeah. Um, everything's going to go into the cloud. We're not going to have on premise uh, anything anymore. It doesn't make sense. Um, the Internet of Things. So having all your devices connected from your fridge to your TV to your monitoring equipment. So your if you, if you're running a business, your your fridges are monitored by I- IoT, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I do think that as humans, we're going to disconnect a little bit more from our devices. Yeah. I think we, we're spending too much time in front of our devices. Yeah. And I think we're going to get to the point and say, listen, we don't mind being connected. I think it's a, it's a very valuable tool. But do we really want to spend that much time in front of our devices? Become very so, discerning. Com- completely. So I think that's, we'll see a trend within the next sort of five years where we'll start to disconnect from our devices but not be disconnected. Yes. So everything else will be connected and it'll – make us more productive. But I think as humans, we have to start to disconnect from that. Excellent. Well, with that said, though, people are still going to want to have that. There's going to be that ramp before the calm. There's that storm before the the calm off at the end. No doubt. And uh, with that being in place, there's going to obviously be some more players in the the market. Now, that's going to start driving service delivery versus price uh, as you guys go. Sure. Let's talk about that. How important is it? I mean, we're becoming discerning about how we're connected. Now we're discerning with who we're connected with. It's all about service now. Yeah. Um, if if you're not going to provide a service now, and especially you know, in last week's show I discussed going month to month contracts. That's the way it's got to go, and you, and we've got to be held accountable for yeah. proper service. Um, I think in South Africa we've been a bit slack on that, and we've got to up our up our game and up our standards. So, I'm certainly excited about the next few years. Yeah. We're going to see some some innovation, certainly from a. a technology perspective on you know wi-fi calling and those kind of things um far more data utilization and then more apps in the cloud and and as i say more and more into the cloud and that's what we're going to see and and that's an exciting part fantastic excellent well thanks again for joining us in studio it's always interesting to to have you and we look forward to having you uh in next week and the week after we'll be talking about some other topics brilliant Um, but until then guys check out iConnect. this is the futurology show we'll be back soon Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com. 
Well, that was uh, great. Uh, thanks to Brett and, and Calvin for that. Uh, I think I'm going to have to definitely do the next one. Sounds like these guys are having too much fun. Um, I just wanted to finish off for the week with one last thing on what did and didn't happen in the predictions. I mentioned um, Facebook Live um, a couple of months back um, that Facebook was even bringing the celebrities in to show them how to use it so they didn't do stupid things. Well, last week someone did something stupid. Um, it was a, a varsity student went to a movie and activated uh, Facebook Live to share on, on Facebook where he was and what he was watching. And of course, in theory, he filmed the movie. So he's doing a stream of the movie and uh, the cinemas are all rigged up for for picking up this type of technology. So the, the question is moving into the future is, uh, I mean, Facebook Live is not going away. But are they going to make us leave our phones behind or leave them in the cars? Or, or is there going to be like little lockers that we can lock up our cell phones in? It's just all very interesting how this whole thing comes together. Anyway, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. This is CliffCentral.com.